Lots of stuff to talk about in Valley Sports, and here to talk about it with us, longtime Valley uh, scribe and voice, Kent Summers, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Kent. How are you? I'm doing well, fellas. How are you? Hello, Kent. Doing well. Uh, well, we'll start with some football. And Bick and I have been talking about it this morning, and we talked about it in the, in, in the last what, week or so. Uh, the inactivity and free agency of the Arizona Cardinals. What do you make of that right now? Uh, my, I have two thoughts about that. One, are, are they inactive because they chose to be and they're waiting on the sidelines and they're going to swoop in for bargains? Or were they active and guys just told them, eh, I don't want to play there. I don't want to play with you guys. I want to I want to go somewhere else. How many of these free agents have they tried to sign? Yeah. How, uh, you know, how, how much did the NFLPA survey hurt them? How did, you know, uh, the... You know, it seems a, a reputation of Michael Bidwell that seems to be tarnishing. Did that hurt them in free agency? I, and, and the second overall thought I have is is how badly things had deteriorated in the last couple of years under Steve Kime. I mean, a lot of the problems they're suffering through now have their roots, you know, that go back, say, even a, a year ago at least. I mean, the time to sign Byron Murphy and Zach Allen you know, was it was a year ago at this mm-hmm. time, not yep. not let them hit free agency and, and hope you could get, you know, one or both of them to stay. That's exactly right. So so I think that for for people like you and I who have covered this team way back in the dark ages, that's the fundamental question because we all wanted to believe that Michael Bidwell was much more progressive than his father, particularly when it comes to spending for winning. How much of this do you think is temporary and conditions caused from losing and all that? And how much of this is, do you think, maybe just digression? I think it's digression. Certainly, they have they have work to do, um, and, and you guys know, following this franchise as long as we all have, that you know, I don't know that Michael Bidwell dislikes anything more in football than the notion of oh, it's the same old Cardinals. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, he fought long and hard against that label, um, you know, which his father earned over the years, um, and, and you know, and for a lot of years was successful in dispelling it. Um, but it's come back now. It's come back over the last two or three years. And, you know, especially with the NFLPA survey of, of being cheap and charging players for meals. And, you know, we even get, you know, Byron Murphy Jr., who's, you know, really, uh, you know, not a controversial figure. He kind of goes out of his way to be vanilla in press conferences, a very nice guy. And he, he goes to Minnesota and he says, yeah, you know, the facilities here are tremendous. And, and you know, and now it's all you can eat. You know, at, at the facility. So, you know, you got ex players taking, you know, not so veiled shots at the team. You know, though, that's reminiscent of the Bill Bidwell days. Definitely. Yeah. Ken Summers, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. And as long as you've been around this organization, Kent, on that subject, I mean, that survey comes out and a lot of people were like, wow, this is this is pretty damning stuff. Another, uh, you know, another faction of people was like, why did the NFLPA do this at this time? Regardless of what the reasons are, it did not shine a bright light on the Arizona Cardinals. From what you know of Michael Bidwell and his role as the steward of this organization now, how apt do you think he is to make these changes to get them up to speed on these fronts? 
I think he'll make changes. I, I really do. I mean, his pride has to be hurt. And, and like I said, a lot of the work he has done to dispel that notion that the Cardinals uh, are cheap and don't care enough about players and, and the, the atmosphere around the team and the culture, et cetera, uh, you know, all just sort of melted away in, in a lot of ways with that survey. So I expect him to take action. And I, I bet, you know, I, I don't know that anyone's asked him or he's been available, but I bet he's surprised uh, by this because they spent millions and millions of dollars just in 2015 to upgrade that facility. They they built a cafeteria. They added on to the weight room. They even put a sleep room next to the locker room so players could basically go in and take a nap in the afternoons if they wanted to. And I, I bet it was a, a, a shock to him to think, wait, we're not up to standards and maybe hey, not everybody else is charging players for meals in the off season or if they stay late at the facility. I, I think he'll change. I think, you know, the, the first movie made, uh, came, you know, this off season with the hiring of a general manager and coach from outside the building. Yes. Um, I think that was really smart. And I, hopefully they told him some, some tough truths about how successful organizations operate. And, and I would think, Michael Bidwell makes some changes. It's been curious to me throughout that that damning report and the news stories afterward. I, there really hasn't been a response from the Cardinals, at least at least publicly. Yep, you know, Michael that. Bidwell hasn't said anything. Jonathan Gannon, of all people, you know, addressed it um, before the before the owner of the Cardinals has. All right, so Jonathan Gannon, as the new head coach, has said all the right things. He's He seems to be checking a lot of boxes, yet he's got an impossibly young staff. So what is this going to mean to the development of Kyler Murray? Because this is his last year under a rookie deal, and this roster is going to be in dreadful shape. That's a bad combination. This should be the time for the Cardinals to shine. How, do, how does this new um, regime get the best out of their quarterback, and what do you think their chances are of doing that? I, I like the first steps they've 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 taken. I like the fact that you know, and maybe they didn't have influence over this that that Kyler's actually doing some rehab in Arizona. Um, that he was there for Jonathan Gannon's press conference. That he was there in the weight room when when Gannon first came. I like the response from Jonathan Gannon. Ask about how you know we can fix. Kyler Murray and he said yeah hey we're going to put him under center more often I think there are more things he can do under center at times than when he's in the shotgun and you're you're limited there and you're kind of telling the defense okay we've got this narrow set of plays we can run from a shotgun I I I like all that you know it, it just but it just goes back to what we talked about earlier it just highlights the the you know, the opportunity that's been lost with this team. And I know some people are down on Kyler Murray. I still think he's an immense talent and the failure to build around him and to take advantage of that rookie contract. And he's still relatively cheap for a starting quarterback in 2023. And, you know, and, and it, by the looks of it, you know, this team isn't going to be very good in the final year of that deal. And so, in, you know, next year in free agency, how much can they afford to spend with a, with a quarterback whose contract balloons you know uh, uh, an exorbitant amount that's a great question kent summers longtime valley columnist our uh, guest here on the arizona sports line on bickley and Murata morning shifting the uh, gears to the uh, phoenix suns i think we can all agree this has been a weird year for the suns from ownership uh, changing hands to the kevin durant trade to the trade of a couple of popular players out of town to get kevin durant to a lot of uh, losses uh, you know what do you what do you make of the suns right now with 12 games left of the regular season, Kent. There's a lot of people that still think Kevin Durant's going to swoop in here and make everything okay. What do you make of their championship aspirations this year? I, I, 
I thought I said a couple of weeks ago, I thought two or three weeks ago, uh, you know, if Durant could have played those 20 or so games when he joined the team, I really thought they had a championship run in them. I, I really did. I, I thought it might actually even behoove them that they could come sort of from the crowd and make a run as opposed to last year, you know, when we all expected it and anything less than a finals appearance was a disappointment. But, but yeah, this season it's, it's, it's been something all, all the way through. I go back to media day with Deandre Ayton and answering questions about Monty Williams and his relationship and how weird that all was. And, you know, then Chris Paul misses significant time with injuries. Then Ayton misses time and, and Devin Booker misses time. And then they trade for Kevin Durant and, and he misses time and, you know, and the ownership change and, and, and all of that. It's, it, it seems I, I, I don't like their chances, obviously. I just think it's going to it, – there's a, just such a short amount of time, even if everybody gets healthy. If Aiton gets healthy and Durant comes back, can they really fix things? Can Is it a team that can survive a, a, a round or two until it finds its footing? Uh, and that's assuming they get into the, the playoffs and, and avoid the plan. I mean, with a, a schedule coming up with the – but the the Lakers, the yeah. Kings, the Sixers, the Jazz. I mean, it, the, the Nuggets at the end of the month. I mean, that's a brutal way to 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 finish the month. I I I think the outlook is it is bleak. I, I think uh, you know more excitement will be for twenty twenty four than it is for any kind of playoff run this spring. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. You. Might be the sad truth. <laughs> and I well, agree with Dan. Yeah. I agree with Dan writing. You know, I I get why Monty Williams complains about officiating. That's what coaches do. They they want to get that out there. We saw we see coaches do that all the time. You know, even dating back to those great bull teams with Phil Jackson, who would always you know sort of set the agenda with officiating. You know, in between games, relentlessly. But, you know, I, this team just gets too hung up on it, though. I mean, I mean, it's true they they don't get calls. I get that. I get playing Giannis. You're never going to get calls, but. At some point, you've you've got to start stop complaining about it publicly, and and don't let it be part of your psyche and part of this sort of oh we don't get any breaks mm-hmm. attitude. I, I don't think you can go into games with, with that kind of outlook. Yes, yeah. so true, Kent. Great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it.